You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Player, coach, scout. And he's one of those go-to guys, like I was talking about Terry Kunze, that uh, when I can get him on, he's got a plethora and a wealth of, of hockey knowledge. And uh, he's seen many state tournaments. Craig, thank you for joining us tonight. Michael, it's my pleasure. How you been? Good. Good. Always good to visit with you. Now, everybody's talking about this Alex Bump from Prior Lake, and he scored five goals, had an assist on the other one, and they won six to nothing. People in the hockey world knew about him. You know, people that watched the state tournament got introduced to him today. Uh, you know these guys. You see these guys. You watch these guys. Who, who is that? How, how good is this kid? You know, I, it's, um, I saw him more last year, to be honest with you, when he was a junior. Yeah. But... He went and played in the USHL instead of playing in the high school elite league this fall. So uh, I saw him a one time. He's big. He's strong. He skates. And what I like about him, he thinks the game very well. Mm-hmm. And he and he can just hammer the puck. Um, so and uh, watching him today and the time I saw him in person, and I saw him, I think, on on TV one other time against Eden Prairie when they beat him. And uh, he's grown his game a lot since I saw him last year. It's more just a physical game, but the kid is he's he's uh, worked at learning the game as far as finding the holes, seeing where the opportunities are. And I think a lot of that has to do with maybe playing down in juniors. It, where the pace might be a little faster, and it helped him. So, um, obviously, this is a career night for him, uh, but it doesn't take away from the fact that he's going to be a good player. And, and you see the consistency he scored with the whole year through and, and how he's been a leading force in their team. Um, he's got a good career ahead of him. So, so when you're a scout and, and you see the eye-popping numbers that we all see, what do you look for beyond that to project a kid like that or anybody as to whether or not they're, they're going to be a pro, a high draft pick? What are you looking for beyond the statistics to see if this kid's legit? I, I think you're looking, at, you're looking at some kids to see how they understand the game. And I'm not talking specifically of Alex, but I look at a kid like the Plant kid, Zam Plant. Yeah, from uh, Hermantown. Yeah, uh, I to me he's the best center I've seen in the state since Jack Conley played. Really, and uh, who later who later went on to be Hobie Baker when he's playing in Sweden now, but he's a little bigger than Jack was, and I think he's got a little more speed, so he's probably got more physical upside, but he understands the game and he's ahead of the game. And, uh, you know, you, you can almost see, 
and I call it cheating on the ice. He knows when to cheat a look. Yep. He's not in the play, but he looks where the holes are going to be when the when the puck comes to him. And uh, everybody says it's hockey instinct. No, it's a learned learn thing. And somebody, his dad, who was a heck of a player, uh, I'm sure he gave him those tips. Well, and, and, um, and, and that brings me, you know, when you hear that name Plant and Hermantown, you go, yeah, of course, the Plants and Hermantown and dad and uncles and all that. But how much do you factor that in when you're a scout and say, okay, he's he can't go off the tracks because he's got too many people there that know the game too well? Don't even, personally, I don't even look at that. You don't? You have to take each kid uh, or each player on what they are. Um you know, and, and and you have to trust your vision. And every scout has a different view of what takes a hockey player, what makes a hockey player. And somewhat, and I work for uh, Kevin Hartzell in Sioux Falls and Bliss Littler in Omaha. They had an idea of the player they wanted to to have. What did an Omaha uh, Lancer look like? What did the Sioux Falls Stampede player look like, forward or defense? So we had kind of a broad outline, and then you look at those parameters, find them in those kids. Obviously, there's just, there's some baseline things as far as skating and and speed and and uh, um, the way the game is played now. There's a premium on speed, uh, not only speed but speed with mobility, and uh, then you look at the intangibles that. Uh, you know, how does he play? Is he is he a kid in high school that, uh, you know, when it's the game's on the line, does he produce? Not only offensively, but defensively. And is is he the go-to person? And because at each level going up the ladder, you have to grow your game and adapt it. Because the game is a little different at juniors and a little different, more different at uh, at college and, and uh there's probably a greater jump, and that's why you don't see many kids going straight from high school to college anymore. And no. a good example of that is a uh, kid, um, oh, Rao from Eden Prairie. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. Uh, Kyle Rao and yeah, he came, Rao. Kyle Rao came. He, he spent, uh, after the high school season, he came and, and played probably 20 games in the USHL, and I ran into Kyle and he had a good freshman year, uh, blended right in. And I talked to him and he said, Coach, if I hadn't played those 20 games, I wouldn't have the year I had. Yeah. Because there's there's nuances that aren't in the junior game. It's People are stronger, they're older, they react quicker. And, uh, you know, you're, you're looking at, you're playing against 20 Kyle Rouse and you're Kyle Rouse. So how do you adapt <laughs> to that? And how do you change your game? You know, yeah. Um, Hill Murray, by the way, just finished off Lakeville South three to two. But you know, when, when you're let's just take the USHL as an example. When you're looking at prospects that you want in that league, is your entire focus on their potential? In other words, people that you think are going to get scholarships, or do you see players from time to time that you think may have peaked out, but they can also be really good players in your league? We pretty much look for the kids that were going to grow, whether they be a one-year player and a two-year player. Now, there was kids that we took that only stayed one year 
that probably should have stayed the second year. But when the college says, hey, we need you right now, um, they go, and that's fine. But, uh, you know, you're, when they come into the start of the season in August, you know, what are they going to look like in April? And what have they learned? And do they have the ability to learn? Um, a lot of kids are physically gifted, but it's, it's mechanically uh, so they don't change their game. Craig Saunders, oh, go ahead. And it's it's certainly not a science, that's for damn sure. <laughs> you, know? you know, I heard somebody say, uh, I was at the Beauty League this last year, and they said, there are guys that don't realize they really don't want to be hockey players. And what they meant by that was they want to they want to wear the jersey, they want all the, uh, uh, the trimmings and accolades that go with it, and they might even be in the NHL, they just don't love the game and they don't grind it out, and generally speaking, they get beat out by the grinders. Is it easy to project a grinder over someone that's just talented but won't work once they get tested? It shows up pretty quick. And you... When you're talking to a kid, um, I know the pros do it, but we did it uh, in the juniors. We talked to the family. We talked to the coaches. We talked to uh, as many people as possible. And obviously you talk to the kid and get a feel for who he is. And a lot of it is the body language, you know, that – are they excited that they sit on the edge of the chair because they're talking to a scout for a team they might be playing? Or does he lay back on a couch and look like, you know, he's ready to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and when I was working for Montreal, we, we selected a kid from here based on that. And another kid from here, we didn't because of just that type of thing. Um, you know, what's your overall attitude? You can't hide the person you are. And they're both very gifted players. But we wanted a kid who was excited and and uh, and really was, he wanted to know where we were going, you know, or what the possibilities were. Craig, so, I, I remember when the Wild were drafting a guy one time, and they were, they were looking at first rounds, they are doing their interviews, and Wild Scout told me this. And they said they sat down for dinner with the – the player that they might take, the prospect and, and his family, and they said that um, the player used the F word regularly and, and, and would use it to his dad derogatorily because they, that's just the relationship that they had. But it was a really a turnoff. Uh, just it was a huge red flag. Yeah, yeah, and, and the kid didn't even know what he was doing. Uh, no. d- is that the kind of stuff you're looking for? Um. I, I only encountered that one time over 15 years, and uh, it um, if you're going to sit there in front of your parents and use that type of language, there's something really wrong. And I would say 99 out of 100 times, they're going to pass you by. Um, even if you feel that way, you better be a darn good actor and make it seem like you have respect for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that type of situation. But by and large, in my experience, like I said, I've only ran into it one time in 15 years. And it uh, doesn't usually happen like that. But I, I can imagine they uh, said we're closing the book on him they did. at that point. 
Yep. They yeah. And, and no it, question. it was not. It was not a uh, 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 mid-level draft pick. It was. It was a high end. You know. It was a high end slot, so to speak. Besides Plant uh, and Bump that we talked about, who else do you see uh, or have you seen in this tournament so far? Seven games complete. The eighth one coming up. That really stand out to you. I like the the young kid from uh, the ninth grader from War Road. Yeah. Um, he's a peanut, but <laughs> you know the game's changed since over time. I mean, he's way too small, but he's he's probably going to get a growth spurt, and hopefully he'll. Uh, he's got great mobility. Yeah, he can skate, can he? He can. He can. He can go side to side, and he's got great A to B quickness. Yep. Um, and I mean that's Kaprizov's not the fastest guy in the league, but A to B, he's pretty darn uh, uh, quick. And you have to have one of those two things because each level you go up, if you're forward, um, if you got to be able to separate if you're going to be a top six forward. As far as getting that one step on the defenseman or your back checker and and be able to uh, make a play off that. And now if you're you're just a third or fourth liner, it's not so important. But a lot of guys um, are great players at the minor league level, put up big numbers at the minor league level, but they're on the smaller side. And uh, there's been a number, especially back when the rules were more, you know, they'd allow you to mug a guy and hook and yeah. Basically, have them tow you down the ice. There were some guys that just couldn't separate, who maybe got a hundred points at the AHL, but they'd never be a top six forward, and they couldn't be a third or fourth liner. Sure. They weren't. They weren't built that way. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so there's, and I like I said, it's you know. I think if you ask all 32 GMs in the league, and I think there's 32 teams now, right? Yeah. They would love to have the draft gauge age go back to 20. I would think so. Yeah, I, I that ain't happening. But I, I mean, that 18-year-old is a crapshoot. They don't do that in other leagues. I don't know why they do, you know. And I, hey, Craig, we're well, out of time, but thank you so much for giving us some time. It's always fun to visit with you. Mike, thank you. I'm always available to talk to you. And, Maybe we can just sit down and have a coffee sometime. You and I and Kevin Ziegler will do just that, all right? You got that. That's a date. All right. right. Craig Sarner, nice enough. Be good. You too. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.